along to... Plotting Along. I'm Rachel. I'm Jason. And today we're going to do something kind of different. Welcome to a special episode of WKRP. <laughs> but, so, how do I even explain this? It's kind of like a brain breeze, alright? Because everybody knows a brain breeze. Yeah, um... Except it's not going to be random. It's not random. It's an idea you've had already. Yep, it's an idea and something that's been haunting me for years. So, I came up with this idea in back in, like, 2014. That I wanted to make a movie. And it was going to be uh, based in the 50s. A lot of influence on John Waters. Uh, he's one of my favorites. You have had a lot of influence on John Waters. Well, I mean, John Waters <laughs> from, isn't... From John... <laughs> I wish. Uh, oh, man, if I could be John Waters' best friend, that would be... I would never be bored. But um, The man is a natural storyteller. He is. He's amazing. I can listen to him talk all day. Like, I can. I've seen him uh, talk. He did commentary during uh, Female <clears throat> Troubles. Or Desperate Living. I can't remember which one. I think it was Desperate Living. He... Or was it Female Troubles? I don't remember. But I think it was Female Troubles. I saw him uh, live talking mm, yeah. about the movie. But anyway, that's besides the point. I came up with this idea that I wanted to make into a movie. It was based in the 50s. Um, but the gender roles are reversed. Uh, there's a girl bike gang. And then there's some girl jocks. And the guys are supposed to be the silly ones. I hate using that term, but I can't think of another word. They're more um, feminine, and the girls are more masculine. And it's supposed to be comedy, a little bit of horror, a little bit of sci-fi, just a little bit of everything I love. And it's I'm like intentionally can't be yes. B movie ish. Yes, it's. So you have influence of like John Waters, a little trauma. Yes. And maybe a little, a, a little musical. But. Yes, I have music involved. Um, I wrote a song for it. Um, I also have friends who are musicians, and I'm going to use. I always said that I would use their songs in the movies. In that movie, mm-hmm. um, one is Farrowin. Our friend Lauren and Connor's band, Farrowin. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, Dead Isaac, Zach Goaty, a friend of mine. I want him in the movie, actually, for a part where he plays a bum. And he sings. I don't think Zach plays music anymore, though. But the last time I ran into him, probably, well, probably a couple of years now, almost two years, he said that he was still interested, so hopefully. And then other local musicians that were friends of mine, I was going to put their songs into my movie, mm-hmm. and I know exactly where I'm going to put each song. Mm-hmm. I know how I want to edit it. You have a lot of scenes thought of already. Yes. But we haven't gone through the... Um, Actual. Our 12-step program. I mean, our 7-step, <laughs> uh, 3-act structure program. Speaking of 12-step program, um, which I'm not actually in a program, but this is going to be the first time 
I'm not drinking. Rachel is sober. I still smoke weed. I've been, it's 81 days or something like that. Sober. So, interesting. So let's see if I can actually still do this without getting drunk. So, let's do this. Do it. Do it. Do it. So, right now, I I don't like the name for it. I need to come up with something more um, creative because I feel like it's kind of a ripoff of Nukem High. But, but I've been calling it Nuclear High for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a list of characters. Uh, I don't have names. I never was satisfied with names. I, I mean, I have, I have a little old years ago brainstorming session where we were thinking of names here. Yeah, um, like Betty and different like fifties uh-huh. names for people. Let's let's get uh right, the setting down exactly first. Nineteen okay. fifties. Yes. There was um, a biker gang of girls. Bicycle. Bicycle gang. Yes, not motorcycles. What's their gang called again? The uh, Bloody Spokes. The Bloody Spokes. And I haven't really worked on this. I did a little bit. I mean, that could be a title, possibly. The Bloody Spokes. That would be cool. I was thinking about uh, making patches. Mm-hmm. I did a, a little drawing. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I remember now. It's like blood coming off some bicycle tires. Mm-hmm. Spokes. Yeah. So it's the 1950s. There's a biker gang. Who are our main characters? Well, we have the female... Um, protagonist who is pretty much the main main character you know um the male protagonist is as well as a main character but i think we see the story through more the the female's eyes than we do the males right so it's more of a um like if you're writing this it'd be in first person i don't think i would write it in first person tell you the truth because especially the way that I came up with some of the things, they're not even in the scene. Right, right. So, true. So I don't think it would be in first person, by any means. I, I mean, just I think we <clears throat> we relate to. But you know who the, the main female. character is, even though if it's in third person. Yes. Um, so those would be. It's like uh, you know, like Superman is the uh, main protagonist, but. Um, Lois Lane yeah. is kind of there too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I a secondary protagonist. Or secondary... Uh, Not usually, except maybe in that TV show I didn't watch. Well, I to tell you the truth, I'm not a big Superman fan, and I don't know why I said Superman. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I barely remember any Superman other than the cartoons from like the 40s. 40s. Yeah. No, there was a live action one in the fifties, I think. Maybe it's late, the fifties, late 40s or But 50s. I thought it was the forties. The cartoons. I remember Super Friends in the eighties, the seventies, early eighties. Well, Richard, my dad's stepdad, he had a bunch of cartoons. Oh, right. I think there was. They're really old, old cartoons, mm-hmm. and I, they most of the cartoons were from like the forties and right. the fifties. So I don't know. Well, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. So I do not have names for them. 
I thought we had a couple ideas. I thought there was like Jody. Um, I don't know if I like the name Jody. I do, but I don't. I thought the better. Oh, wait, Jodes. Wait. Yeah. Jody. Um. Jeez. Joan. Betty. Maud. <laughs> uh. Rock. Margie. Oh, Rocky. Blade. Skids. Wheelie. <laughs> Wheelie. <laughs> That's hilarious. Alright, so... See, I'm the most indecisive person, and... I've become a perfectionist. And I gotta be comfortable with the name. I like making up funny names, you know, mm. for characters. But if it's a character... I like a lot. Mm-hmm. I have a problem being okay with just any name. Yeah, but we might have to settle for a placeholder for now. Yeah, we can. But um, let's just start, because how you think the, the movie, you already have an idea of how the movie should begin. Yes, I know exactly how I want it. Mm-hmm. And this is just like, as far as the three-act structure, this is just like the normal world where we're introing all the characters. Yes. So, tell how you want to begin. Well, how it opens. Sure. Like, in general? Mm-hmm. The opening scenes? Well, I want still frames of main character. Like, in black and white. cool, like, smoking a cigarette. Yeah, and, like, badass pictures. Uh-huh. And, like, like, inspired by the 50s, they're all going to be in period uh-huh. dress. And maybe some stock photos of... But they'd be in, like, boys' clothes, period, 50s. That's what I was thinking. But I didn't know what to do about the men mm-hmm. in the movie. Right. That's it's... one thing that I keep running into yeah, when... whenever I try to analyze this, is how the characters would dress. Yeah, because if it's a full gender reversal, it would be weird having them um, in dresses. The men? Yeah. Like, you could do I it, mean, but I don't know if that's where you want to go. I could. And I thought about it because it would just be... There's no there's no real political statement to this. Mm-hmm. There isn't. I just thought it... I grew up watching 50s movies mm-hmm. and, like, Bikers and watching John Waters' Cry Baby and all his movies... Mm-hmm. And so the 50s are interesting because it was this age of uh, family and uh, civilization and... I don't, I, civilization. Yeah. But... This... Like this was... American like, dream thing. Yeah, it's like suburbia was invented, kind of. Yeah. And teenagers yes. first showed up, apparently. Yeah. There's like a different cultural uh, clash. I'm not saying I'm not... Saying it was a great time because mm-hmm. obviously it wasn't. But these are like themes that you see from watching old movies and TV shows. Yes. Especially in the 80s, they talked about the 50s a lot because of the fact that everybody that was making movies in, around the 80s grew up in the 50s. Grew up in the 50s and dealt with those issues. And so we grew up in the, in the 80s. 80s and we saw a lot of movies about the 50s. Mm-hmm. And there were still some reruns of those shows too. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know if I want to make the guys dress up in dresses and stuff like that yet. Mm-hmm. I'm still 
Like, I don't, of course, I am trans friendly. I, you know, it's nothing like that. It's just, I don't know if it takes away that, I'm afraid that it takes away the vibe you're trying to create. Yeah. Like, if I went that extreme, that'd be too, ex- it's not an extreme. Like, it's not. Men can wear dresses. So I don't give a shit about right. that. It's not, maybe it's like, you don't want this to be just, just about a gender reversal, but it's like completely like the world is reversed in history or something, but, but maybe just in the characters. You know? It's really hard to say. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. I will figure it out. We'll just go with what we know so far and try to... Yes. Come with some more ideas and then we'll figure that out later. Because it's not all set in stone. Obviously, we're trying to figure it out right now. Yes. This is something that should have been done years ago, actually. We have a, a little outline of all the scenes you... Yes. ...want to include. Okay. Uh, the intro. The intro credits... There can be still frames of pictures of the people in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then also like polystock photos of nuclear war, uh, people in gas masks, uh, pictures of like the mushroom cloud, stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I'm going to have in the beginning uh, my friend's song, my friend Lauren's band, Farrowin. Uh, I'm going to try and play this. Yeah, we'll see if it plays. If it doesn't, yes. maybe you can insert it. I can insert it if it doesn't turn out. But I'm going to play so Death, 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 Part 2 by Farrowin. It's a goofy fucking movie. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be fun. It's like sets a tone of yeah. This is gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking crazy. You're along for a ride, uh-huh. and then it goes and it shoots. Complete to, silence after that. And yes, then... you see a window, and it's sunny out, suburbia, you know, and it pans out from the window. And then I wanted to circle the walls of the room. And it's got um, a nice, you know, probably flower pattern or some uh, wallpaper. And it's going to have posters on the wall of, like, vacation spots and maybe makeup 
ads or something, you know, mm-hmm. on uh, maybe like a, I said, a female Elvis, okay. like a female version of Elvis, like on the wall, like mm-hmm. his uh, teddy bear days, you know, like mm-hmm. early Elvis, right. like uh, heartthrob. Right, but right. it's a woman. Okay. And going, like, just, you know, cutesy photos like that, yeah. you know, on the wall. And then it goes, then it pans, finally pans around to the main character on the bed or something, or doing It's going to be the, um, the guy, okay. the male protagonist, and he's waking up, like, gently, mm-hmm. like, from his slumber, mm-hmm. and just... You can hear some... birds ch- chirping, you know, yeah, and yeah, and it's like a Cinderella. Yeah, <laughs> just it's yeah. Or not Cinderella, but you know, Disney. I movie. get it, what you're saying. Yeah, and then it shoots to. I, I'm going to figure out the transition, of mm-hmm. course. Maybe it pans all the way around to the window, but this all of a sudden the window is in a different place. Yes. And it's more run down. More run down and sun's still shining. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. it looks like, uh, I don't know, a, a run down neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then goes around the walls and there's, like, pictures of bicycles. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, men. Knives and, and guns. Yeah, well, I don't Maybe. And then, and like, and that's another thing I gotta do is I'm gonna have to do like photo shoots of, and which you know I won't care, but like I need to find a guy that will let me do like some scaddly. Okay, so like a guy's doing um pinup pinup model yeah shots like yeah, um, yeah. half naked guys around. What's the name for that like uh cheesecake photos isn't that what they're called? Something, I never like heard that. that. Like, like, like the girls they would paint on on um, bomber planes in World War Two. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, but it's gonna be a guy, mm-hmm. like guys, and which I'm sure I can find somebody. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of burlesque dancers mm-hmm. are female and male, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and then it pans around to the female tag. Yeah. Um. Yep. And you hear. Babies crying, like coming from downstairs, you hear and people yelling. yelling and slams and door slams and just pots and pans and we got a time to go to school. Yeah, great sakes, blah blah blah. blah. The uh, and then kind of shows the um, female kind of like disgruntled, like miserable, mm-hmm. like. Ugh. Shit. With a coffee, she's got to go to work. No. Oh, you mean the main character? I was talking. I was thinking about the mom. No, no, no. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, you did. And then it shoots. Then the next shot would be of the male going downstairs. Mm-hmm. So we're going back and forth between yep. these two people's lives that are different. Yes. And then it's going to be like a nice table. Everybody's sitting. Around the table, the dad is pouring coffee into, like, the mom's coffee cup. And the mom has, like, a um, 
a pipe and a newspaper, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's a bratty little, I forgot what I put on here. Is that bratty little sister or brother? I don't remember. It might have been sister. A bratty little sister that's at the table that, you know, there's going to be some grief. Mm-hmm. Nagging, teasing, you know. I'm trying to make this more interesting. So the, you know, nice family setting. The guys. This is like Pleasantville. Yeah. I'll leave it to Beaver. Yeah. They're gonna, and then they, I'll write, I'll say what I wrote down here. Uh, the male lead goes down to table, shiny appliances. Mom is sitting reading newspapers, smoking pipe. Dad pours mom coffee. Thank you, dear. Dad serves breakfast. Little sister says, so-and-so is going to dance with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because they don't have names yet. A little gossipy yeah. kid. And mom peeks from behind the paper to say, is that Marty and George, George's daughter, captain of the football team? The mom lead says, I'm using a guy voice, damn it. And yes, mom, the guy says, she's so dreamy. <laughs> I might change, of course. Oh, that's, that's good and the mom says, well, they had a good run this year, as long as she brings you home by 10. <laughs> And then the sister says, bet you she's going to French, or bet you she's going to French him. And then they'll make babies. Mom smacks daughter's head. Watch it. Smacks. <laughs> Whap. <laughs> that's great. Horn beeps outside. Male lead. That's her. Gotta go. Parent says, I love you. Have a good day, sweetie. Mom stands with arm around dad, looking out the front door, says... Our baby's growing, isn't he? Dad smiles and they kiss. Mom gives gentle butt slap to Dad. They they smile, but Radio Blair's announcement about the war. Attention, attention, special announcement. Parents turn and look worried. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, do it like really campy, like look right into the camera and look super worried. Yeah. Or look at each other and then look into the camera or off camera. Yeah. Close up, a drop of sweat on their brow. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes back to the, the female. female. She walks down the stairs. Parents are arguing. Mom's on couch with a bottle of liquor. Dad's smoking a cigarette, cooking with one hand, holding baby in the other. Other kids run around the table in kitchen. Parents argue. Dad says, Mom drinks too much. Mom says, you spend all my money. Dad says to Mom, well, you can't keep a damn job. Mom says, I had a job last week. Dad replies, yeah, for two hours till they found you passed out in the janitor's closet. Female protagonist uh, just eats her food. Mom says about... Mom says about the daughter, the protagonist, well, she could get a job. I was working in the coal mines with my mom when I was her age. The female protagonist leaves, slams door, walks over the kiddie pool, kicks the tricycle, walks to beat up garage, opens it up, reveal a shiny, souped-up bike. She smiles. Bike breaks behind her. Hey, asshole, you ready to go? Uh, her friend. Uh, yes. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, you skipped over the kiddie pool, which I feel like there should be like an empty like bottle of Jim Beam in this kiddie pool. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like the mom just sits in the kiddie pool and drinks liquor. <laughs> It's supposed to be a dick to me. <laughs> you were talking about doing that one day. Yes. <laughs> we sit in the front yard in the kiddie pool. <laughs> I've done that. We have pictures of it. it Did was, we? Yeah, you took oh. pictures of you, me. You kept talking about it. I made you do it. Well, I was going to use it when I was going to record my music. I was going to mm-hmm. use it as a... cover. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking a hands and sitting in the kiddie pool with mm-hmm. my bikini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bikini, um, story. So, hey, asshole, you ready to go? The female protagonist replies, fuck you, lady, cool your jets. They get on bikes to sound of surf music as gang heads down the street. Yeah. And that's when I'm going to have, um, it's going to be like a, them riding their bikes. I'm going to have to use like a, GoPro or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a GoPro. You alternate between two things. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't know. I have ideas. Surf music while they're riding their bikes. Looking cool. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking camera-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of options you could do, but... Like, you can see them coming at you. You can see them from the side. You can yeah. see them... From their perspective. You use a car even. Mm-hmm. Go. Yeah. Outside somebody. Yeah. Riding a bike. I mean there's different options. I was just thinking how <clears> I would <throat> want to shoot it. Right. But then the next scene would be the school parking lot. Mm-hmm. So like as the surf music ends, they <laughs> skid into the Yeah. They lay a mark on the pavement. Well, oh, that'd gotta... be funny if you if you really camped it up and like they laid this long ass mark on the pavement with their yeah. bikes. That'd be funny. Yeah, but you got to remember they're teenagers too. They're not little kids. Oh, yeah, but they're riding bikes. And yeah, being badasses. True. And it's the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Whatever. But. Yeah. <sighs> So the next scene would be the parking lot. We're still in the normal world. We're just introducing the characters. Yeah. Which, that was a great job, I think, of alternating between those two lives. Yeah. And the main characters. Think so? Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun a, editing. I thought it was a great way to do it. Yeah. So we're, we're still introducing uh, the school parking lot. Um, so we're going to find out uh, the male protagonist... Is with this captain of the football team, this girl. And we're going to find out that something is going on. Because they pull up. This this is one part that I am getting stuck on, actually. Um, it's stupid minor detail, but it bugs me. So the varsity team, they the captain pulls up. To the school, and I really want like a convertible car. Yeah. And one player says to the football captain, "When you're gonna learn how to rack this baby right, 
the captain says. Get your dirty mitts off my baby. The male lead says, I'm beginning to think you like this car more than you like me. And the captain, as... Captain is the girl. Yeah, she's caressing the car. Says, well, at least he, he doesn't say no when I'm... When I turn him on, she stands up and tur- she stands up and turns to the other team members and says, "Am I right? Am I right?" And they <laughs> high five, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> and then uh, the male leads tries to leave as the captain slaps his ass and laughs. So he slams the car door really hard, and the captain yells, "Hey, watch the paint job!" And then the male lead walks off in a huff. Mm-hmm. So we're, this is good because we're introducing problems for one of your main characters. He's in a relationship, but it's not perfect. No. It's a little, um, there's some issues there. Yes. So we're introducing drama, basically, which is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Conflict and what the main, one, of the, one of the main characters would want, which is something better than this. Right? Like... Well, you know, I got the dreamboat guy or girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's hard. And but we're dealing with cliches, and then we're switching them around. Yeah, but they're a complete jackass. Right. And it's, it's like you know a typical teen movie in a way. All the cliches, but you're messing yeah. with them. So now the girl game are by the bike rack. And they're watching the varsity douchebags. The gang leader spits out a cigarette on ground, who's different than the main protagonist. Mm-hmm. He's a different person. And other gang members say, maybe we should bash her car tonight while they're busy playing with their balls. <laughs> their balls. Yeah. Which is funny to me, because it was, like, incident, you know, because... That would be like a guy saying, well, they're playing with their pussies, you know. Does any guy say that? I don't know. I'm sure there's some douchebag that... <laughs> I'm sure someone has said it at some point, but I've It's supposed to be, it. like, demasculating. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, but... I I just thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a funny thing I came up with. Okay? And the male lead walks off... Okay, hold on. I skip my spot. And... The female protagonist pulls up to Rack... And somebody says, bike looking good, baby. And the female protagonist replies, gotta treat him like a gentleman. Male lead walks past them, close up on his ass. <laughs> Gang member says, wow, can I get fries with that shake? Male lead offended says, excuse me? Gang member replies, no, don't turn around. I wasn't done looking at those sweet cheeks. <laughs> Female protagonist smacks her on the top of the head and says to Mally, don't mind my friend. She has to wear a helmet because she can't afford any more brain damage. Male and female leads stare at each other for a while and smile. Cheesy. How romantic. Oh, you stood up for me. You were the white knight. Enters the ex-boyfriend of the female protagonist and says, what does that square want? Female protagonist, still staring, not listening. X says, hey, what did that loser want? I'm talking to you. Female protagonist says, nothing. 
that dumbass over there was talking shit, pointing at the person that was catcalling. Yeah, right. So we've introduced, you know, there's some attraction. Is this going to be like the main um, dilemma of the movie? Will they or won't they? Oh, no. It's like they're both in odd uh, situations, but they want to change them. Mm-hmm. Okay, where are we? Here it says Rachel. We were saying main protag. No, Rachel is... Oh, um, a side character. Yeah. Ex, it says ex-boyfriend slaps Rachel. Yeah. Rachel says, What? What? I can't help that square as a frame I wouldn't mind riding. <laughs> then the bell rings for school. Everyone rushes in but the gang. One of the gang members says, Ah, Bucket's here. And Principal Bucket comes out. Hey, get to class, you slackers. Are you smoking on the grounds? Rachel replies, Sure, whatever, Principal Fart Bucket. That was... I was writing my own lines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you're going to be uh, just a secondary member of the game. Yeah, I, I wanted to say all the really weird shit. Mm-hmm. So. What I thought of this when I read it is Bucket as a last name, Principal Bucket. Bucket? No. Uh, oh. uh, Man from Nantucket? No. I was thinking one of those shows you really love, um, the English okay. shows. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's why up, I did that. Keeping up appearances, yeah. And their last name was is Bucket, but she says, it's pronounced Bouquet. Yeah. Bouquet! <laughs> I, I love that show, and I think that's why I put it in there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure of it, because I'm... I don't know. That's one of those shows that I can watch over and over again. So then we're inside the school now. The captain runs up to the male lead and says, Hey baby, you still mad? The male lead says, I really need to get to class right now. At least some of us care about our studies. And then we go to the home ec room. Yes. Yes, the home ec room. Mm -hmm. And Charles better do this for me, because I've done a lot for Charles, which I love, but I have done a lot for him that he owes me this. You're referring to the potato babies? Yes. So, Reverend Charles Preston Smith, uh, the creator of Potato Babies. He is the potato baby. I hula hoop for him. I love him to pieces. He's like the dirty uncle that everybody wants, but he's not going to touch you. But um, I want him to be the home ec teacher. So we're in the home ec room. A bunch of guys are giggling, etc. As the male lead enters and sits down, the teacher enters, Reverend Charles, question mark, says... Good morning, gentlemen. Today we are going to learn how to satisfy your woman. Random guy says, Oh, I know how to satisfy women. Giggles. Teacher replies, We're not talking about pleasing the whole swim team here. (laughs) So that was the horror of the group? Yep. There's me. (laughs) But this is is guys. I know. No, I'm not saying I'm... I'm saying that's that's me. I had to make sure there was some sexual innuendo. 
Let's warn them they're sexual in your endos. In her her endo. Mm -hmm. But, hey. Okay. I just got to put it out here. Mm -hmm. Is some of this stuff I have rewritten. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, there's a scene that I've rewritten. I don't know where I put it. It's probably in a Google Doc, actually. Where, um, before this. Is it before this? No, 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 it's after. Never mind. Oh, I continuing the scene here. Yeah. Um, so the teacher just breaks into song and the students follow. This is a song about cooking and cleaning and maintaining physical appearance. And they end, he ends the song with, and you have to have your special underwear on. As he basically flashes the class with underwear. Yeah. I, I want him... I see that's where I it's don't know. That little know. song and dance thing you have to make up. Yeah, I'm gonna make Charles write it. Um, oh yeah, that's a good idea. He owes me. Mm-hmm. And you know, if I made any money off of this, which I doubt, that I would give him some compensation too. Mm-hmm. Or I could just take back <laughs> some compensation. <laughs> Kidding. I love Charles. So the bell rings, and the teacher says. Goodbye, gentlemen. Always remember, don't be ashamed to stuff. The, t- the teacher sits down. I love that you read that and you just like... Teacher sits down at the desk, sighs happily, pulls up the newspaper, and suddenly looks perturbed. A close-up on the ser- his seriously worried face. It's about the uh, nuclear Armageddon near to come. Yes. War with Russians, most likely. Well, see, the thing is, it's throughout the whole movie, you yeah, don't really know. We get little hints... There's about not, something's yes. going to happen, a lot of foreshadowing. Yes. With this, like, this teen melodrama thing going on. But in but the background, something... World War Three is about to happen. Yeah. Something crazy. So then, another scene, next scene, we're in gym class with the girls. The girls are climbing... Oh, this is the part that I changed a little bit. Oh, uh, right. What we've got here, and then you tell me. Okay. I haven't read this, yeah, in years. Girls climbing rope, forming lines. The female protagonist in line sees Captain walking towards her, smirking. So I want to ask you, losers, what's it like being so poor you never drove in a car before? The gang leader says, oh, I've been in a car before. In the backseat with your daddy. Ooh. Everybody goes, ooh. (laughs) I totally understand why your mom's been sleeping with the school secretary after being with your dad. And makes a tiny dick gesture. What is a tiny dick gesture? Oh, like a little with your hand, uh, yeah. uh, just a, something small. Small, yeah. Captain pissed in her face. Watch your mouth, greaseball. And they're about to fight. At least I know who my mom is. Angry eye close-ups for both of them. The gym teacher breaks it up. Hey, hey, show her up, gentlemen. That That's another part. Go ahead. Tension is dissipated, but as they leave, the gang leader says... Yeah, I would get in the showers if... There's a couple blanks here. Blank Captain Blank... Names. ...would stop trying to stare at my pussy. (laughs) (laughs) As girls leave and gym teacher shakes her head, male secretary runs up to gym teacher and asks, Did you hear? What? Male secretary shows really worried face. Cut to next scene. More about the news foreshadowing in the background. Locker room scene. Mm -hmm. Right? Coming up. Um, next is boys' shower. Yeah. 
Want me to read that too before you? Go ahead. In the boys' shower, preppy boys with towels and towels on their head near the male lead. Talking. So why are you so mad at her? She is the most popular girl in the school, you know. Male lead says, I just feel so disrespected. It's like I'm just a piece of meat on her arm. Other boy says, Well, how big is your meat? Thrusting. Giggle, giggle, giggle. <laughs> giggle, giggle, giggle. Male lead says, She hasn't seen my meat yet. Other boy says, Well, you have to give her something. She is the captain of the best football team in the county. And she's hot. Male lead says, I don't know. I feel like maybe I need someone with more depth. Giggles ensue. Shut up. I just want someone who doesn't care about football and dances or cars. Someone who likes me for me. There are a bunch of snorts of laughter. Someone coughs, <coughs> virgin. And then uh, there's another scene of ex-boyfriend of female. Oh, this is the same scene. Ex-boyfriend of the female protagonist enters. You mean like female protagonist? <laughs> this is the blank underline. I saw you giving her googly eyes this morning. Just remember, you're typical and you're a bore. She'll get rid of you in a week. Other boys say, get out of here, dirty balls. <laughs> get out of here, dirty balls. <laughs> Other boy says, yeah, like he would ever go for trash like that. Scoffs. X leaves. Whatever. Would you, asking male lead? Male lead stares off into space. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm getting embarrassed, actually. <laughs> no, I'm hearing this out loud, read by somebody else. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is actually kind of embarrassing. I feel in my face. <laughs> I mean, I talk like that in front of you all the time, but even you reading it is, like, weird to me. Like, it's like, oh, man. Like, I know that you, you've seen a lot of me <laughs> as a person, you personally. But I'm like, oh, shit. Now you're seeing the deep thoughts of mine going into... I wouldn't call them deep thoughts. No, no, they're not very deep. But <laughs> the weird... Well, yeah. you know. But still, it's like, oh. Listening to somebody else read <laughs> your ideas is funny. Yeah. And embarrassing. So, what, what you say you were going to change this? Yes. Um, I, it depends. Um, I thought the boy's locker scene, I was, that's pretty much it. I mean, there was, like, little things I was thinking of changing, like, um, I was going to send somebody to the office at one point, and it was mm -hmm. going to be my character, like, they did something disruptive. Mm-hmm. I wrote something like that in some notes that mm. they go to the office, but then it might be too much, actually, now that I think about it. Because there's so much to the story that it's mm -hmm. not that relevant. Mm -hmm. So, maybe not. I don't know. Just keep going. So, now it's after school. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is another part that I, I have to... There's something that's not in there that I have to add. Um, so I think we've got the, as far as the three-act structure, uh, we're definitely <coughs> still me. in the first act. This is the normal world. We're introducing everybody. We're introducing problems. Yes. 
No, they weren't fixed. But we're not to the first plot point yet where they actually decide to do something about it. This is still intro area, right? Yeah. This is all character <laughs> development. Uh-huh. But you've got a lot of scenes here, so that's good. Yeah. Because you do want to... Uh, well, there's another scene, yeah. Understand the characters, at least. Yeah. Because after this, I don't remember what I wrote here. Let me just go ahead and stop the comment on me. Yes. So after school, the male lead walks home with friends. The, the captain pulls up in the car, and she's like, Hey, baby, what you doing? Get in the car. The male lead responds, Hey, why don't you kiss off? I'm not talking to you at this moment. The captain says, well, who said anything about talking? Just get in the car and quit embarrassing yourself, sweetheart. <laughs> but the male lead declines. So that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a scene. So this is, you know, one of the main problems that's still going During, on. See, I wanted to do this back and forth thing. Mm-hmm. Remember, like, in the intro? Yes. Um, after this scene, before they get to the diner, which mm-hmm. we're getting to. That's the next scene. Um, the bicycle gang, or at least some of them, I have to write this out better, Mm -hmm. um, are going to be at a convenience store. Okay. And I don't know if it's going to be, I think it's at this. Um, the next scenes are boys go to diner and then the gang at the tracks, railroad tracks. Okay. There's a scene. I'm not sure if I'm going to put it right after this. I don't think it's on there. I read it earlier and I noticed it wasn't on there. Um, where they're at a convenience store and there's going to be some kids, like littler kids, uh-huh. um, mugging an old lady mm-hmm. with a knife. And they're like, give me all your money and your cigarettes. And so they give. Mm-hmm. And then as the old lady runs away, uh, my character, who's not a main character, but just a dumbass. Mm-hmm. I wrote this part for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, kicks one of them because it was supposed to be Addie. Mm-hmm. It was the kid that mugged the old lady. Yeah. I kicked them in the butt, and Addie's older now. She's a teenager, so I don't know if I can even get her to do this. But it, plus, it's funnier if it was little kids. Uh-huh. When I wrote this, she was little. Mm-hmm. And I kick her in the butt. Or, no, I say. Good try, small fry or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, give me, give, give me a cigarette. And then they put the pack out, mm-hmm. but I grabbed the whole pack. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I take a cigarette. I'm like, now get out of here! And I kick them in the butt. <laughs> so it was just a small. Yeah, I remember you talking about that scene. Yeah. They did little character piece. Yeah. But, okay, now the boys go to the diner. The female protagonist sits at the counter and stares at the male lead. There are awkward giggles. A male waiter listens to the radio, worry lines and fear on his face, and spills the coffee. The teenagers are oblivious to news on the radio, something apocalyptic. War. All capitalized. The female protagonist flips up the collar, walks over to male lead's booth, Hey, she says. Captain sees this from outside. Starts shit. About to fight. The fight gets broken up. The captain says to male lead, Come on, let's go. 
You keep the peace, he goes with her. The male lead smiles back at the female protagonist. She leaves smiling on her bike. She goes home and there's a bunch of kids jumping their bikes on ramps. There is two. There's a... The kids jumping over the bikes was going to be like another montage. Uh-huh. With music. Yeah. And like, they're like, come on! Whatever the, the female protagonist's mm-hmm. name was going to be. And they're going to do all these tricks and I thought it would be funny to just do like action shots mm-hmm. of kids just jumping over ramps and it'd be funny it's not really plot related no it's not it's just something that i wanted to put in there as a cinematographer and i thought it'd be cheesy Mm -hmm. so then we're at the gang at the tracks the female protagonist meets up with her gang at the railroad tracks where they're smoking and drinking the gang leader upset at the captain says hey i know what we can do then where says, things are getting a little more sparse. You have these, um, it's not that far. It's only one more page to the end of the movie now. And we we didn't write as much. We didn't write as much no. um, specifics. Be- yeah. So now we're getting to just basic, yeah, basic, basic plot points, what happened. So the um, gang members smash the captain's car. The female protagonist tosses Pebble at male's lead, lead's window. Okay. Now it's jumping really far now. Yeah, then it jumped to a whole different scene yeah. here. Because at the railroad tracks, they're drinking and smoking, and mm-hmm. then a homeless guy comes and asks for a sip of whiskey or, I don't know, a nickel or something. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be my friend, Zach Goaty. And he's like, I'll play you a song. Mm-hmm. And then... They start playing the song, and then when they're done, they're like, okay, you know, where's my money? And they beat the shit out of them, except for the female protagonist who's still thinking about that dreamy guy, mm-hmm. and kind of... have something to think about, like to show that she's thinking about? Should she have some kind of, like, thing she got from him to look at? I don't know. Probably. Something. To, to show that. They're thinking. Visually. Yeah. I mean, there would be more <laughs> in-depth conversation mm-hmm. and more in-depth uh, fight. Mm-hmm. I would make more into it. Yeah. You know, obviously. I, that was very... Well, this is the beat up the bum scene and you're saying it was an homage to Clockwork Orange? Yes. Yeah. Where they beat up the bum. What song was that old bum scene? Oh, Sweet Molly Malone. Yeah. She wheeled her wheelbarrow. Yeah. Through streets broad and narrow. Uh, yeah. And then they beat him up for no reason at all. Yeah. That's why. So you're implying this um, clockwork orange type crime and punishment. And it's not really crime and punishment no, in this not. movie. That's what clockwork orange was about. Yeah. But um, just a little homage to that. This is a, a tough gang who just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. It's not quite outsiders. No. It's, you're saying it's more like Clockwork Orange than Outsiders, even though that's the vibe we're getting mostly. It's Outsiders, yeah. but really, yeah. Well, that's good. And um, and then this must be a different scene, so the female protag is like tossing pebbles at the male leads window. Yes, and that scene, um, the female is going to have, because I, I really want a certain person. To be 
the actor in this movie mm-hmm. because they're a singer, and they I thought they would sing a song to them. Oh yeah, like a Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, situation. It's almost exactly like Romeo and Juliet yeah. situation, or you know what, Benny and the or not Benny and the Jets. Uh, <laughs> um, Benny and the Jets. The Sharks and the Jets. Uh, what's that? West Side Story. Yeah, which is basically a Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Um. I'm ripping off everybody's ideas. Yeah, but I mean, it's supposed to be like... Yeah. But... uh, I'm calling this... um, This was written way before I knew anything about uh, three-act structure or plot structures going on. And before I told you about them, before we started doing these brain breezes. Uh-oh. Somebody smoked my lucky. It must have been you. That's bad. But, um... So far, it's been all intro, normal world. And this is where you got most detail in. Yeah. Setting, setting the story up, which is good. Because that's actually very important. But now I say, she's actually doing something. She's tossing a pebble at his window. Yeah. Like, hey. You know, it's more than just we see each other in our different groups. and Yeah. She's actually doing something to talk to him. So I would say that's the might be the first plot point. And she's taking a step to uh, do something about the problem of romance. Hmm. Uh, Technically, at this point, we call that the first plot point. So she brings up the subject of going to the dance. It's brought up. Yes. She, the female, no, the subject is brought up, maybe even by the male lead, but the female protagonist mentions the drive-in instead. Because they're different. Yeah. So, like, they like each other, but, like, the male lead is like, oh, we should go to the dance. Well, I wrote this two different ways. Okay. I but, had one way, okay, the, the whole singing to you. Mm-hmm. And. Serenade. Serenade. Yeah. The female. At one point I wrote where the male had to go to the prom. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, it's just expected. And. Higher up in society. The female is, like, reluctant to go. Like, well, yeah. let's go to the drive-ins instead. It's not really my scene. Right, right. It's not my scene, mm-hmm. you know? And so they... I originally wrote it where the female would go to the prom for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then some drama happened. Yeah, that's coming up. I think you're alluded to it oh, coming up here. Well, no, there was a pre-drama okay. drama. Go ahead. And that was, like, a fight was about to happen, like, with her friends, or, like, why are you with that weirdo and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so the female, the male, I mean, the male got mm-hmm. crap for being with the female. Yeah. And so the female goes... Like, leaves angrily. And then they, the male falls out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I don't care what they say. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's this whole scene of, I don't care if you're not, but it wasn't the captain that, there was no drama, like, the captain wasn't there. Okay. It was like their friends, the friends of Captain and uh, the male friends. Yeah. That were given shit. I didn't write out exactly what was said yet. Yeah. 
And then they're like, well, let's go to a movie. Like, I love movies. Like, maybe. And so they go in a car. I don't know how they get a car. They're in a car. Yeah. Maybe um, the female protag uh, borrows her mom's car. Yeah. And they go... Or steals it. Always steals it. And they go to the drive-in, and that's where I'm going to... She gets her mom drunk. And this is a really important scene for me. Mm -hmm. Like, if I shoot this, I want... I'm trying to think of something I don't need rights to that's, like, has no no copyright. Mm Mm-hmm. A good horror. I know there's some old horrors. Oh, something to play on the screen? Yes. That's really important to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Because I know that there's some that are not uh, copyrighted. Would, like, some... I mean, is it just the um, age of the movie? Like, it could be, like... Um, it could be age Like, Hunchback or... of Notre Dame or something. Well, yeah, that's public domain now. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. In the 1920s. What about Freaks from the 1930s? It is public domain. I probably that... would put that one in. Yeah, Freaks. Because I love that movie. One of us. One, one of us. us. Yeah. You know, so they're in the mm-hmm. car. I don't so know. So you're thinking this would be like kind of like the midpoint of the movie? Mm-hmm. Or... There was another problem solved. The, yeah, something really goes forward. Generally, a midpoint is that you learn something important about how to fix the climax of the main problem. Yeah. Even though you haven't yet. Well, that's like, she doesn't care that her friends. And and it's also, it could, the point could also be the point, yeah, she doesn't care about her what her friends think, what anybody thinks. Mm-hmm. She's going through with it. It's the point where it stops being reactionary and they start being proactive. Is the midpoint of the movie also. Yeah. Well, we almost forgot. Mm-hmm. At, so, this... Their friends are talking, and then the captain shows up with another dude. And, like, oh, you missed so-and-so. They were here with so-and-so. You know? Well, let me let me get down just the basic outline of what we got okay. next until the end, because it's really short, because you just... You knew the basics of what, what you thought would happen, and mm-hmm. see if you can change it. So, we left off with um, the... Um, she throws pebbles at the window. Yeah. Bring up the dance. He wants to go to the dance, but she mentions, I don't know, maybe the drive, let's go to the drive instead. Right? Then it goes to the next day. It says retaliation here. It says football practice. Captain is pissed about the smashed car, because they smashed a car. Sees female protagonist's bike and smashes it. Next, Saturday school. Someone runs in to tell female protagonist about the smashed bike. Angry music, tire squealing as she leaves. Then it says, the dance. Captain sees female protagonist kiss male lead. Murder Party's Backstabbers Club plays in background. Yes, I was going to mention that. Female protagonist commits his male lead to go to drive-in after borrowing car from her mom. Oh, oh. we did figure that out already. Okay. Rachel's song, When You're In My Car, plays either on radio or a flashback to the dance where it is performed as main characters make out. Mm-hmm. So this might be the midpoint, or close to it. And then last 
Well, the last part is showdown. Caught at the drive-in. Captain pulls female protagonist out of car. Female protagonist being held by other members of the football team. Captain pulls out male lead, smacks him around. Smacks him around. They decide to have a full gang fight in a field. Meet you there, suckers. Then it's the fight. This would be the climax, I'm yeah. assuming. Gang members and football team meet in a field. Fight, fight, fight. And then, out of nowhere, the invasion. Russians parachute down on the field. Both gangs team up to defeat New Threat, kicking ass on Ruskies. <laughs> Grab their weapons and win. Final pose. Then it's the credits. The Sailor Kicks, the end of the world song plays as credits roll, interspersed with still photos of main characters' lives after the war. Yeah. So you want to explain this from here? What part? Okay. That was really quick, right? Just yes. through the last half of the movie. Yeah. So, after, after the pebble throne and they decide they want to go over dance, there's uh, the next day. There's football practice where the captain is upset about the smashed car and smashes the female protagonist's butt. So, the female protagonist's yeah. friends, when it wasn't written in here, mm-hmm. is... Okay, when the female protagonist is at the window, at the same time, same time frame, her friends are smashing up. They went to the house of uh, the captain. Mm -hmm. Captain of the football team. Yeah. And they smashed the car up. Her car. Her car up. And then, so it wasn't even, like, so they were supposed to be confused, like, why... Out of, I don't know. What do you mean? Can't think of what else to say. Well, okay, let's figure this with our what we know about. So the first plot point was she decides to go on a date to cross, do the Romeo and Juliet thing, mm-hmm. to cross the boundary she's not supposed to cross, and ask this guy out on a date. Yeah. Right. Then there's retaliation. This would be first pinch point. Okay. Right. Yeah. The captain. I mean, also, her friends smashed her car. Yeah. But that that could be a pinch point in itself, and like, oh shit, you started something I didn't really want to get involved with. Yeah. And so the uh, female, the captain, and maybe her friends find her bike and smash it while she's in, Saturday, in, in Saturday school because she's always in trouble. Yeah. So this is the basic first pinch point. They're all pissed at each other. Things are getting worse. And then it's the dance, which was probably the midpoint of the movie, right? Yeah. The dance and the driving. The driving is officially the midpoint of the movie, but um, the dance kind of leads into that. Maybe it's still part of the pinch, right? So the they're at the dance. She's there for a minute. The captain sees them kiss, right? Mm-hmm. And then we hear Backstabbers Club play in the background. If you want to insert that into here, you could a little bit. Um, not probably not. I wouldn't do the whole song. And just like, no, go on. But so then things are heating up. Um, she convinces the male lead to go to the drive-in after borrowing a car from her mom. And then we can play your song when you're in my car. Yeah. We don't have a recording of that. No, I don't. But I do have a guitar. Yeah. 
<laughs> if you remember how to play it, right after I do. Refresh your memory. I played it not that long ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's basically like we're gonna make out, but it's like a reverse gender role thing. Like the girls coming out of the guy. Yeah. Basically. Basically. And um, about doing it. Doing it. In the car. And then I don't know if that's on the radio or a flashback of it being performed on the stage. Maybe there's somebody's playing it at the dance. Maybe you're playing it at the dance like while yeah. they're going to the drive-in or at the drive-in and making out. Maybe. Something like that. And then whatever old film you wanted to actually be able to see. That we can use. Yeah, yeah. at the drive-in. And then, we don't really have a, um, I guess it would be the second pinch point here. But see, they've they've crossed this line in the in mid in the midpoint here. At, they're making out at the drive-in, mm-hmm. or at the dance even. They've crossed this line of uh, no return, right? This is the mid middle of the movie. They've taken a proactive step to do something that they want. Yep. Or achieve their goals, whatever it is. And, no going back. Yeah, and it's going to cause some problems. Like the captain pulls up. At the drive-in, finds out where they are, mm-hmm. pulls the female protagonist out of the car, and the other football members are holding her back. Then the captain pulls out the male lead, her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and starts smacking him around. Yeah. So this is the second pinch point, basically, right? Yeah. Things are getting shitty, and they decide to have a full gang fight in a field. Yeah. They're suckers. Then it changes to another scene, so we're not at the drive-in anymore. And this would be basically the climax, or approaching climax. But something should get, I think what we're missing here is the, um, what do you call it, the third plot point? It's like, after the um, second pinch, or the third plot point, where things have to be worse for the characters. Yeah. I think we need an extra scene where things are really bad for the main characters. Before we have a climax to fix it. I mean, it's bad. Uh, how can we think make things even, even worse? Even worse. Well, I thought, you know, the intrusion made it worse. Yeah. Because everything goes into a nuclear waste. Yeah. You can maybe insert that here a little earlier. Yeah. Yes, the Russians are invading. What about the sirens going on? Yeah, sirens are going off. Yeah. Everybody's afraid of World War Three apocalypse. Mm-hmm. The Russians are coming. Yeah. Maybe a uh, hysteria a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. And where you see a bit back more of their parents or something. Because yeah. technically, at the end when I'm showing pictures, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like if they survived that nuclear blast and they're all just disformed. And it's supposed to be, like, funny. Like, yeah. You know. Before the fight. Yeah. Yeah, so we should add more to, more to the plot Yeah, right like, pe- maybe people are getting evacuated uh, from the drive-in because okay. of the... You know, like, the world's gonna fucking end, we're all gonna die, we have to get in the fallout shelter. Yeah. And they're like, no, we have to have this fight. Yeah. <laughs> they're so oblivious. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, our love is more important than, than anything. Yeah. Our teenage drama... 
matters more than... Because the final fight scene, like, it's them mm-hmm. going at each other, and it's going to be kind of, like, chains, spike chains and mm-hmm. shit. It's going to be dirty, like, outsiders, you know, kind of dirty mm-hmm. rumble. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, shit gets even crazier, and all of a sudden there's, like, the National Guard and shit pulling up, and there's mm-hmm. Russians, like, paratrooping down, and mm-hmm. for some reason in this... Weird, probably Midwestern town, all of a sudden the Russians drop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fine because it's that kind of campy yeah. movie. Like, what, then, Red Dawn. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Patrick Swayze. <laughs> but then it'll become more gruesome and there'll be like. Yeah, so like the invasion actually happens. The parents are trying to get them in the fallout shelter. They refuse because mm-hmm. they're dumb teenagers. Yeah. You know, we have to settle this before we're locked in our follow-up shelter for 50 years. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone has a follow-up shelter, of course. Yes. Already. But, uh, and they go to have the rumble, and they're both getting beat up. Like, just have it, like, over the top, like, um, they live kind of fight between Roddy Roddy Piper and, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, um... like, everybody's beating the shit out of each other, but they're still standing and still going at it, and they're just getting tired. Like, the only problem, like, they can take the pain. They just, they're just, like, out of breath now. <laughs> Jeez. And then, uh, and then the Russians, like, maybe the, like you said, the National Guard pulled up in a, you know, a Humvee or a, whatever yeah. they had back there, a Jeep. Right? Yeah. And, like, oh, they're coming, they're coming. And then the Russians are parachuting down, and the Russians kill all the Americans, right? The National Guard people. Yeah. And so this is, like, Worst case, are they're about to take them, and they're actually rounding up the teenagers, like because they have guns. You know, the teenagers don't have guns; they just have sticks and stones, break my bones kind of shit. Right? Yeah. So they're right. So this is like the lowest point for the characters, and they're pulling our our two main characters, our lovers, apart. They're gonna take them to separate things. I didn't get that too in depth. Well, I'm trying. I'm just trying to edit. I know. So, so they're, they're pulling them apart. They're, like, almost capturing them, but they're not, like, fully, like, shackled yet, but they're just, like, leading them apart, and they're going to take them separate places. And then here's the climax. Like, no, I love keep us together. And then they all decide to fight back, <laughs> and they all beat the Russians. Right? Yeah. I'm just adding more to what you already wanted to happen, in a basic yeah. sense. But I'm just adding it more to... um the characters, you know, in their plot structure thing we're going for, of what's important to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then they actually team together and fight to beat the Russians, at least in this field, right? Or probably in their town. And they prevented the takeover of their town, right? And that's how the they, they win. The movie. Well, that, I was going to have a mushroom cloud. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Let's do that, too. And then they're mutated, but they survive. Right. Like, like the mutation happens instantly. Yeah. Like, in just a weird uh, toxic mutant avenger. Yeah. Or toxic avenger sort of way. Yeah, that can happen. But But also, like, they... The Russians immediately defeat the National Guard. Like, yeah. they're, like they're in the parachutes shooting 
go down. And then they start calling our heroes away. And at first, and it's like it's the dark, saddest moment for them. And then they decide to. They all know. look at each other and yeah. kind of like, we got this. And yeah. as a team, they, the jocks and the greasers. Team up to beat the Ruskies. Yes. Yeah. But a mushroom cloud happened anyway. and That could have happened like right when they were in, in still in the sky parachuting down or something, right? I don't know. I don't know how they mutate instantly yet. I don't think science matters in this. No, but I mean, you could say it's going on. Well, I'm distance. saying their kids look funny. Yeah, yeah. I was going to have like, pictures of them, like, older. Yeah. Like, getting married and... It will have, like, a quick thing, like a, a newsreel mm-hmm. of what happened after they beat the Russians. And, like, a little newspaper flash of, like, um, town kids save town or blah, blah, blah. Right? Something like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Something I could work on. Less with. A little radio announcement or something, TV announcement, and then, and then you roll credits with them a little, them a little mutated and their kids really mutated. <laughs> Can we play that song, "End of the World"? End of the world. Mm-hmm. I think that is. Huh? All right, Sailor Kicks, "End of the World." In this place, as credits roll, we show. You know, still frames are just short clips of them with their, like, as... Like, it's like a progression of them, like, getting older. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like... These kids mutated. Yeah. Like, them getting married, and then, like, probably footages of, like, people smiling, even though they got, like, an extra finger, or just weird... The kids are all deformed. Yeah. Maybe with two heads. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like they had twins, and then or like when you start to twins born, yeah, but it's actually one kid with two heads. Yeah. Two headed boy. <laughs> this is a band from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Pretty cool guys. Potato Babies have had a couple shows with them. Actually, I had uh, one of them be my Uber driver, one of the guys in this band. I was like, hey, I know you from somewhere. I'm like, yeah. That's a good uh, happy song, and it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's very fitting. Kind of making comedy out of the misfortunes of mm-hmm. after life yeah. of nuclear. Actually, I think we hit most of the plot points. Yeah, I mean, there's things I want to add and not add. Uh, add more details. Yeah, more script. Yeah. More, um, well, that's not script. Um, it's an outline, but yeah. add, it had a lot of script elements like, early on when you need more specifics. What I'm going to say. And you yeah. just have to go through and fill it out. Pretty much. 
I'm gonna stop this song. But that's the song. But I don't know. It's kind of nerve wracking because I don't know why. It's it. I just I love. I mean, I, I have ideas. You know, everybody has ideas. And then I'm like, yeah, I really like this. But this is like my favorite one, and yeah. one that I know that I can do. Like, if you had everything you needed, you if could. I had everything I needed, I could fucking do this tomorrow. Well, maybe not because I have to get actors, but I know how I would do it. Yeah. If everything was accessible. I always picture this in black and white. I don't know about you. I would love to go. For one, I always. If I had a lot of money, I would do a black and white film. Mm-hmm. Real film. If I had a lot of money. I don't have a lot of money. Yeah. So I'm probably going to have to do di- digital. But I thought black and white too. But the only things that. Well, I can. Um, like the shininess of the bike or, you know, like details, but you can do that with black and white. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be contrasted. Yeah. Right. When it's you're all about contrast in the mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. It's a much touch of evil a bunch of times. It's gonna be a yeah. among other things, but yeah. I really like that movie. It's pretty. It's a pretty well done movie. Orson Wales. Yeah, I if I could I would do it. So, feeling a little optimistic right now, but mm-hmm. I get depressed when I think about this movie. Yeah, there's so many um, obstacles in making a movie. As the thing is, <clears throat> that's one of the reasons why Brian, from a tiny place photo photography that I'm working with, he does photos and not film anymore. Mm-hmm. For one, it's cheaper. It's, it's just easier. One, one person to deal with him. So like... But you can, like, he does, like, where he tells a story yeah. with photos. So it's easier and cheaper and less time-consuming than making a film. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to rely on so many people, because you have to rely on a lot of people. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Should we release this just as the next episode, or I don't know. Can if you think it's interesting enough. I do. Yeah. I don't know. Like everybody's a little shy about the work, you mm-hmm. know, or something. A little bit. <clears throat> it because it's your idea, and you're like, oh. You know, what are you going to do next? Mm-hmm. What are you writing? <laughs> writing a lot of things I can never finish. Not even writing, it's, it's mostly trying to brainstorm and then overcomplicating things. Overthinking things and never quite finishing it. What's the main one that you want to work on? That's more like an epic fantasy sci-fi thing, which has a lot of work to do. But I was trying to come up with ideas that should be easier for me to do. And because uh, I'm not thinking movies as much as books or maybe a yeah. comic book. So I don't have to re- 
rely on other people. You can just do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we should brainstorm yours next? Or brain breeze? Yeah, brain breeze maybe more too. Yeah. You can start with one, maybe one that's less fleshed out or something. Or you can I have help. to read it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some ideas I have that are, have almost nothing, which is the concept. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be better for this. I do have a couple that are multi-plotted, where I don't know. <laughs> like I could do this, so I could do that, and I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I like, uh, I've always liked this idea you've had. Yeah. Well, and that's what kinda, I'm saying, is you kn- had, knew this idea. Yeah. I don't know all your ideas. Or I haven't read it. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe someone will be interested in your this idea of yours. Because it seems like it would be fun, and it seems like it almost came to you pretty clearly, and we didn't have to do much work to fit it into a structure, really. Yeah. You just have to flush it out a little bit, little bit more, but most of it's already there. You've got the plot. Yeah. That's my problem, is, is plot a lot. Uh, to do it satisfactorily. Well, I think you and overanalyze is, Yeah, I do. I do overanalyze, but... Um, this is like a fun idea. Like you don't have to. Well, it's not make, serious. Yeah, it's not serious, and that's yeah. that's why it's a little bit easier, I think. Because uh-huh. you don't want to miss details mm-hmm. when you're doing something serious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like my other idea, that's a more film noir uh, movie idea, what is a lot more complicated. Because mm-hmm. it's a more serious. It's not funny. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be. A B movie and mm-hmm. it's supposed to be more serious. I'm not Hollywood, but mm-hmm. just something. It's just not a goofy movie. Right. That's why it makes this thing seem more um, easy, almost more possible. Yeah. And and you don't have to overanalyze it as much because you be like, oh, this is a cliche to this, or this is an homage to this, mm-hmm. and like that's fine. It's <laughs> fun, you know. Yeah. And it's not trying to be. Oh yeah, you can. It's very obvious who, what mm-hmm. I'm what referencing. I think. Yeah, and that's fine. And for this type of movie, it's perfect, and it's done pretty well for what you want it to be. I think. Thank you. I appreciate it. I just gotta have more confidence, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I need a fucking camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a camera. Well. Anyway, this was Brain Breeze with Brain and Jay. And we talked about my movie that I never made. A very special episode. Yep. Very special. That's it. Bye! Bye.